Chart Chat is a member of the Tiege.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Tiege.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Hello, everybody. It's Monday, November 20th, 2017. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And you're listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the US and UK charts. Caitlin, how's life? Life isn't too terrible these days, Tanner. Um, wow, don't don't be too effusive with the praise there. <laughs> no, it's really great. I'm uh, enjoying the wrapping up of this semester. I think we only have two weeks left after Thanksgiving, so... <sighs> yeah. The end is near. <laughs> and then it'll begin again. Ah. And speaking of beginning again, let's begin again to run through this week's chart debuts. <laughs> oh God! Here in the U.S., debuting at number 100, it's Nightmare by Offset and Metro Boomin. Debuting at 99, there's 21 Savage, Offset and Metro Boomin with their Mad Stalkers. Uh, again, those two songs are from the wonderful album that we talked about last week called Without Warning. But we won't be talking about those this week for sake of redundancy, sadly. Debuting at number 94, it's Big Sean and Metro Boomin featuring 21 Savage with their song Pull Up and Wreck. Debuting at number 93, it's Wait by Maroon 5. Debuting at number 79, it's YBN Namir with his song Rubbing Off the Paint. Debuting at number 65, it's Lemon by N-E-R-D and Rihanna. And debuting at number 27, it's Call It What You Want by Taylor Swift. My turn. Okay, there are a lot of entries this week on the UK charts, so bear with me, please. I'll try. And number 100. <laughs> At number 100, we have Offset and Metro Boomin' Ric Flair Drip. Yeah, you do. At <laughs> You're so punchy this week, Tanner. I'm, I'm a little bit punchy, but that's also just because that song in particular is everything to me but continue everything true true at number 87 we have Lil Uzi Vert and Nicki Minaj with The Way Life Goes number 82 we have Ray featuring Mr. Easy with Decline at number 79 we have Maroon 5 Wait at number 63 we have Fredo with Change at number 61 we have Tokyo Myers with his song Angel at number 60, you have 21 Savage, Offset, and Metro Boomin, Ghostface Killers. May sound familiar. At number 55, we have Dave's My 19th Birthday. At number 48, we have David Guetta, Afrojack, featuring Charlie XCX and French Montana. <sighs> yes, that's a mouthful. With Dirty Sexy Money. At number 32, we have Dave's How I Met My Ex. At number 31, we have N.E.R.D. and Rihanna with Lemon. At number 29, we have Taylor Swift, Call It What You Want, 27, Sam Smith, One Last Song, and finally, number 18, Dave featuring Mostak with No Words. You weren't kidding when you said that was a lot. I know. People must be tired of hearing my voice, so why don't you uh, take it away? Okay, I'll step in here, and in case people are already tired of hearing my voice, I'm going to go ahead and play a clip of the first song that I want to talk about, which is Wait by Maroon 5. Dirty looks from your mother I've never seen you in a dress that color, no It's a special occasion I'm Not invited, but I'm glad I made it all oh, Let me apologize I'll make a 
up, make up, make up, make up for all those times. All those times. Your love, I don't wanna lose. I'm begging, 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 I'm begging you. Wait, can you turn around? Can you turn around? Just wait. Can we work this out? Can we work this out? Just wait. Can you come here, please? Cause I wanna be with you. Okay, so that is the second single from Maroon 5's new album called Red Pill Blues. Uh, that album is currently sitting at number two on the Billboard 200 chart, just behind Sam Smith. Um, the first single from this album, uh, called What Lovers Do, featuring SZA, um, is currently at number nine on the Hot 100. Mm. Um, a song that you are much keener on than Indeed. I am, and I am much keener on this song than you are. Um, in terms of things I like about the song, I'm a big fan of the very sort of lilting, cyclical feel to the rhythms. You have lots of three-note kind of groupings, both mm. in terms of the melodic ascents in the chorus and also that main riff that we'll talk about more in a little bit. Um, very soothing, very relaxing, very middle of the road, which I bring up to kind of draw a comparison to the Chainsmokers a little bit. Not so much in terms of song construction okay. or sort of milieu that they're trying to come out of in mm-hmm. terms of like dance versus pop, so to speak. But in terms of the general sort of mood or vibe and the production, it has that same sort of very, like it's very enveloping, but it's not like a sleepy time song. Like oh. the Taylor Swift song that we'll talk about in a little bit, like that is a song that is enveloping in a put you down to sleep and it's nice and soothing and relaxing and this like kind of how i think of a lot of the chain smokers stuff is more it's enveloping but you're being enveloped in in the case of the chain smokers a range rover as you're driving oh. off to you, you know what i mean <laughs> like it's it's Ew. like you're still you're still out and about but you're just you're just mellow Chilling. about it as opposed to being yeah. mellow at home you, on the other hand, have some some things to say about this song. I do. And after hearing you um, describe it, I think I've pinpointed mm. just exactly why I don't like this song so much. And it is because of these vocal lines. Mm, okay. So uh, earlier I told Tanner, you know, I just really wish that Justin Bieber were singing this song. I really do. And I didn't have much else to say other than that. But now I just if you re-listen to that clip or listen to the song and listen to how short and punchy and punctuated Adam Levine's phrases are here. He doesn't have any chance really anywhere in this song to draw out, I guess, these lyrical lines that he's usually pretty good at doing, Hmm. like actually singing. If that makes sense, he's kind of just delivering here. And that, I think, is what gets me a little bit. Not enough punch. Not, well, there is, I think, too much punch. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's um, it's very rhythmic. The phrases are super short mm-hmm. for a Maroon 5 mm-hmm. song. And I guess that is why I'm not a, as huge of a fan. It's cool that they're doing something different. Oh, um, in terms of the way he's singing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's not... I think I see what you mean. Yeah. I think. We'll keep thinking about that while we play this little clip of a song that uh, Caitlin kind of inadvertently reminded me of in terms of similarities. So 
you were pointing out the sort of opening uh, little riff to the song, the do 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 do, which we'll play a clip of again before this comparison. But it reminded me, just completely out of the blue, of a much older song that we will play and then just talk a little bit about. Prince's Bat Dance, and for whatever reason, that opening sample, that edited sample in the Prince song, is so burned into my brain that when you started singing that opening riff, yeah. that's what I thought of was Prince's Bat Dance, which awesome. is forever a song that I will hold dear to my heart because it's so odd. But we're going to move on to our second example here from the U.S. side of things with a song that is not as odd, but still has some interesting uh, twists up its sleeve. It's Lemon. So again, that was N.E.R.D. and Rihanna with their song Lemon. And I have kind of had a lot of ups and downs over the past two days or so with this song. Didn't care much for it at first, um, but the more I listen to it, the more I find it's really starting to grow on me. Okay, so this is the first release from this Virginia Beach duo since 2010. Shouts to Virginia. And because of that gap, it might might be helpful to have a just brief background here. Uh, N.E.R.D. is a duo of Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo, um, perhaps best known for their sort of trailblazing production work uh, as the Neptunes in the late 90s and early 2000s in R&B and hip hop. Uh, And of course, Pharrell being someone who has shown up in a variety of other solo and featured uh, tracks. Exactly. Happy is kind of (laughs) the, the immediate one that comes to mind. Also something that get lucky yeah daft punk um or even blurred lines or something like that and so thinking about this song i guess in terms of for lack of a better term a comeback song it's interesting to note the way that the song simultaneously maintains some sort of continuity with their earlier work but also still very much fits in with Hmm. the current sonic landscape so on the former front i'm thinking mostly you described them as the the sort of woodblock sounds the sort of pinging 
Um, that's very much a characteristic of their work. Also shows up in a lot of Timbaland productions. And so that's sort of a, a throwback, I guess, if you want to call it that. Whereas the beats and the timbres of, of like the kick and the snare still very much fit in nowadays. So it's a kind of interesting straddling going on there. And then I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Rihanna's verse and how good <laughs> it is. At the very end of the clip we played, uh, she does some really cool vowel elongation with the a uh mm. writing the rhythms in a really engaging way and as someone who tends to like a lot of what rihanna puts out it's it's hard for me to dislike something but also this is really good i think even independent of that mm. and i'm interested to hear your thoughts because i know you're more lukewarm on the song than i am yeah i think the sounds to me are so perfect like these little pingy like almost video game like sounds and in some cases, I'm a huge fan of that. And in others, I'm really not. So I'm, I still have to think more about this song. Um, obviously, it's not something I chose to focus on this week. But in terms of like grime and stuff that kind of use those samples sometimes, or even West Coast rappers like Kyle, who are heavily reliant on video game sounds, this was a little bit too much of like hot out the gate, really intense kind of gets your heart racing almost when you're listening to it mm. and i like those sounds in more of a chill vibe uh, if that makes sense as opposed to like a get out on the dance floor and go right 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 sure. so i think that's that's a caitlin problem mm. but um valid yeah yeah absolutely also valid regardless of what you might say is our last <laughs> song here tread lightly tanner <laughs> I'm just going to say we disagree quite a bit on this one, and I'm interested in hearing your reasons why. Okay. It's Taylor Swift's Call It What You Want. All the drama queens taking swings. All the jokers dressing up as kings. They fade to nothing when I look at him. Every time bridges burn, I never learn. At least I did one thing right. I did one thing right. I'm laughing with my love, I'm making boards under covers, trusting like a brother. Yeah, you know I did one thing right. Sorry, I sparking up my darkest night. My baby's fit like a daydream, walking with his head down. I'm the one he's walking to. So on one hand, I wish the rest of the song was as good as that bridge. But on the other hand, that bridge is just so Precious. heartwarming and cozy. <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned earlier the difference between enveloping in a still out in your Range Rover sort of way mm -hmm. with the Chainsmokers and Maroon 5. And this is what I was thinking of in the enveloping because you are at home with your one and only and you're snuggled up under the blankets and there's a fire and it's just so 
warm and cozy. It doesn't become completely inert because you have those little uh, sort of snare hit accentuating things going on in the verse, which are kind of nice. Mm. Um, but man, I, I really admire the way the bridge, kind of similar to the pre-chorus in Gorgeous that we talked about, where the instrumentation drops back a little bit and her voice kind of emerges. Yeah. Um, I think it's really beautiful how the backing instrumentation on this bridge for Call It What You Want dives down a little bit and lets her sing for lack of a better term, earnestly mm. in a way that I think people were worried uh, was not going to be on this album. Uh, this uh. album being Reputation, um, which is better than I think some people will give it credit for and still deeply imperfect. But yeah, this is definitely a standout and definitely I keep coming back to the image of a blanket. <laughs> it's so nice. Taylor Swift, Blankets. That'll be her next album title, I think. <sighs> Um, two things about this song. <laughs> the first thing, I'll start out positive. Good. I really like how, I guess this would be the pre-chorus, how she kind of descends and there's this little country kind of line in her almost like lowest register. Mm. And I think it's on the word right. One thing right. Yep. And it kind of, you know, is reminiscent a little bit of the old country mm. Taylor Swift that I did like so much when I was a teen. So I thought that was nice. Something again, and I'm going to keep bringing this up because like, what is this type of vocal delivery? Like she, it's conversational maybe. Yeah. Sort of a coup, a very sort of like breathy. Yeah. yeah. And again, really kind of short broken up phrases here. Mm -hmm. And other than that bridge, which I'm really glad you played because I don't think I got that far in the song before I was like, it's all the same, Dang. it's all the same, it's all the same. Um, she does sing a little bit there. Totally. You know, and I miss her higher register in this song. And I do really appreciate your analysis of it, though, in terms of like the kind of cushy, you know, like enveloping. I think that mm -hmm. was a great word um, because that's what this kind of the sonic landscape she's kind of painting here is yep. exactly that. Um, yep. which is like punctuated by the fact that she does change registers and change vocal approaches in that bridge. Like yeah. you pointed out. Yeah. Yeah. I was, so I was happy she did that. So really overall, not too many negative things to say on my end, but, um, she's not clicking. She's going to have to win me over in some kind of way, man. Well, we'll continue this conversation outside. Cause I think there are other tracks that are worth your time on that <laughs> album, but that's neither here nor there because now we're going over to Caitlin in the UK. Yes. What uh, you bringing? So excited. We're going to start near-ish the bottom of the chart with Decline, Ray and Mr. Easy. Say I'm sorry, 
you a little bit about these two artists because I feel like they have not come up ever in the U.S. charts. And anyway, we'll start with Ray. Um, she is a 20-year-old singer-songwriter from London. Uh, 2017 has really been her breakout year, if you can call it that. Um, last February, she performed her first headline concert at XOYO in Shoreditch, uh, London, and that was huge for her. She was also featured alongside Stara on the track Dreamer from Charlie XCX's number one angel mixtape. Um, and that kind of gave her some modest fame as well. And then going on to Mr. Easy, he's a little bit more of a complex character and really fascinating. I dug up some controversy, as I do. As you do, yeah. Yeah, so he's a 26-year-old Nigerian singer-songwriter, kind of entrepreneur. He's worked a lot with like different labels and stuff. Um, he's become an increasingly controversial figure, like I said before, in African popular culture. So, like I said, he's Nigerian, originally from Nigeria. In 2008, as a teenager, he moved to Ghana and has been working kind of in the music industry there. So because of this kind of change of nationality or this move, he's been disqualified from a ton of music awards and certain music ceremonies, and he's just kind of missed out on a lot of, I guess, what you might call superficial kind of acknowledgments of success. Um, but he, he's been doing really well for himself. He has um, a record deal right now with WizKid Starboy Entertainment, uh, which is great. Um, and he's known in Africa for kind of pioneering Banku music, which is kind of like this Afrobeats genre, which is cool. Um, obviously, it's not delivered in English. It's uh, primarily lyrics in this kind of genre are Ghanaian pidgin English. Um, there's lots of percolating rhythms and laid back vocals, almost like Jamaican dance hall kind of vibe, which you get in this song that I just played. So moving on to, I guess, the song itself, something I was so struck by with how pro is like how prominent that beat is, and it was always just slightly changing all of these different drum effects. If you really kind of hone in on the rhythm section here, you'll notice um, either it's syncopated in, for a few seconds and then it kind of goes back straight, and you're like, whoa, mm. that was kind of cool. So my mind, as it does weird things usually... It went to Chicago Footwork mm -hmm. for some reason, and I had watched, got in like to the depths of YouTube, and was watching all of these Chicago Footwork dancing videos. So, if no one's familiar with this, Chicago Footwork is kind of dance. Uh, it's kind of hyper speed, like a lot of movement in the feet, um, and it's accompanied by a really specific music that has really kind of crazy beats, like f almost frenzy kind of beats, craziness. Um, Pitchfork put out an article called Footwork 10 Essential Tracks in 2014, and I think it's worth a listen to kind of get the idea of what I'm going for here. And just briefly, the article kind of traces this kind of dance from its beginnings in Chicago and how it was kind of done by a lot of different groups, and it kind of went underground for a little while and then emerged as this kind of globally recognized, hugely successful um Chicago thing it's almost like a commodity for the town now if you yeah, yeah I'm sorry Tanner he just wins when I call it that art is a commodity 
How dare um, you? <laughs> but anyway, I'll just give you um, a little example of DJ Rashad's uh, Feelin'. This is a footwork track that is produced by a Chicago DJ, just to give you a little idea. That was just a little bit of a footwork track I wanted to give you an example of. If you did not hear the connection that I'm making, I will say a last line in defense of my, I guess, opinion here. Obviously, we're talking about a top 100 song here when we're talking about Decline. Chicago footwork, to my knowledge, um, these DJs, I guess, have not put out tracks that people dance two i guess or that groups dance to that have hit the top 100s in like a club setting in like a club set yeah or like even just street dancing stuff like that i mean you definitely see it showing up in in cyphers and different dance competitions like i was talking to you earlier when we were recording or before recording how in my undergraduate years there's an event that we were organizing slash participating in as part of a class and part of that um was bringing out king charles one of the prominent footwork dancers to collectively blow our minds with how good of a dancer he was but also (laughs) um i think try to provide some sort of extra exposure for that style and that was that was probably maybe 2013 2014 which oh, I think okay. is kind of when it started to become something that was on the radar of a lot of quote unquote like hip sort of music outlets like the Pitchfork you mentioned or The Wire or something like that. All of which is a very roundabout way of saying footwork's amazing. And yeah. Rest in peace, DJ Rashad. Yes. And I mean, going back, I guess, to that, I'm really, really into how maybe we can view this track decline as almost a dance track in the style of Chicago footwork, right? Because we have a Ghanaian artist, Ghanaian Nigerian artist, and a British singer here. And just kind of reading through that Pitchfork article about footwork's, you know, huge global success kind of makes me wonder, you know, whether or not this is maybe like the trickling down of that effect. And it's just kind of a curious thing and probably me trying to fit a square into a circular something i don't know uh, maybe not i mean i mean it sounds like what you're suggesting is perhaps taking cues from it but also making it something that's a little more accessible to dance to yeah since straight up footwork is as you demonstrated very knotted and very difficult for beginners to dance to mm-hmm. or to, to find a way in and something like decline is is definitely easier to envision how you might dance to definitely it. yeah yeah so Let us move on to my next track, Angel by Tokyo Myers. Somebody. I hope you find somebody to love. 
So that was just a brief clip because I have a point to make and then another clip to play for you. Oh, no. um, Tokyo Myers, uh, his real name is Torval Jones. He's a London-born pianist and producer. He won Britain's Got Talent this year because of his really dope piano playing. There are tons of, I guess, uh, really inspiring videos of him on YouTube and his, I guess, the tryout or what is it? The first thing that people do on the show. I don't know. You try out I've in front of the, the judges. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And there's four judges, whatever. Um, he has a super touching story. Like he came from a really underprivileged background. Um, he mentions his dad coming home with a keyboard one day and he just sat and played it for hours and he didn't know what he was doing as like an eight year old. And he kind of went on in this interview saying, I tried to sneak into the Royal College of Music multiple times to watch people play or even just to play the pianos myself. And I got thrown out a couple times and I got, you know, I didn't get caught a few times. And eventually, like, he won a scholarship for his playing to go. He's classically trained. He is a 33-year-old now, and he's just kind of starting to make it. I just wanted to talk about this song in terms of its form right now. I yeah. think it's super interesting that we have this really straight A, B form. It's super cool. Yeah, for non-musical people, that means you have one part of the song that is the way it is and then a second part of the song the b section that is completely different let me play you this b section played you the a1 to start let's move on to the b section So that was the B section. Um, so we kind of go from Tokyo Myers playing, and it's really beautiful, almost kind of like a reduced kind of Chopin prelude, I would say. It's really repetitive. It's almost like Ludovico Inaudi. Have you heard of this pianist, Tanner? I don't believe so. No. Um, he just produces and produces and produces these really kind of just enveloping we'll go with that mm. word for this week mm -hmm. um piano pieces that are really comforting beautiful not technically challenging to play um kind of like parlor music for tw the 21st century which is kind of sweet um but the first part of the song is just like that it's just tokyo myers no vocals no instrument accompaniment just him playing his piano and then we move into this really climactic still simple b section it's also repetitive you have a solo singer children backup vocalist <laughs> a string section piano glissandos a rhythm section like you name it it's there and the lyric that's repeated is just i hope you find somebody i hope you find somebody to love this to me sounds like a film score mm, i don't sure. know it's like a really overwhelming and very emotional and I think even though this is an A-B kind of song, which we don't see in pop charts pretty right. much at all, it has a very continuous theme that is like heavy emotional affect. And you get that from the really 
simple, sweet piano. And then you get it from this message. I know that you disagree about the children's choir. Heavily. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it either, but you know, it, it is what it is. And I just think it's cool that it's in the charts, you know? Agreed. Yeah. All right. If we have nothing else to say about that song, I'm going to move on to my last two, Mm -hmm. which is two Dave songs. We're going to start out with How I Met My Ex. I've got affectionate messages. You can read them. you got to tell a girl that she's beautiful till she sees it, believes it, understands it more than physically, mentally. And the way that I'm feeling, I could talk for 10 years about the moments that we shared, the jokes that we had run in, the places that we've been, the music we made together, producing next to my bed, then making my minor changes in reference to what she said. I think I started getting tired, my schedule's a mess, replies are getting lazy, and my lady knows it's crazy, but she's there if I'm in need. While I'm at shows getting tempted by girls that are on their knees, you know I'm only a teen, it's like my eyes started drifting, not as easy as I pictured to give you all to a woman, ignoring all this attention that's been getting to my head is sex is so accessible one message or text and girls will get in your bed she's trying to make it happen with photos at her events i mentioned it's a passion photography is her thing and i don't know if it's the pressure where paper meets the passion and the pleasure we all got to work to survive so that was dave oh dave that's such like a name i find that so cool it's just like if you name your dog bob or something like dave dave <laughs> um Dave is a 19-year-old, I repeat, SOS, help my life help. because I am not successful in any way. Um, 19-year-old grime artist from London. Oh, I'm just letting that sink in. He's so talented. I'm really blown away easily. If Julia Michaels last week was my fave, this is equal or mm-hmm. maybe just a step below. He plays his age really interestingly, I think, in his musical style. Um, Obviously, it's really raw and kind of emotional because in the two super long songs that we have in the charts this week, um, he's rapping over very minimal accompaniment. Yep. In one case, it's like just a harp. And in one case that you just heard, it's a piano line. And he sounds maybe a little bit older than he actually is. And I like that juxtaposition here because, you know, he kind of raps about his childhood and growing up um, really tragic. Both of his older brothers are in jail right now serving really long sentences. He was kind of forced to grow up. And he mentions in one of the raps that, you know, while normal teenagers are going to like music festivals and having fun, I was like, being searched by like metropolitan police dogs and all Mm -hmm. this stuff so i think in this song in particular how i met my ex he shows his age through romance this kind of narrative about how he met his ex-girlfriend and how he thinks of her and how he's viewing his mistakes and he obviously grapples with these difficulties with social media that a lot of young people today deal with his own immaturity his trust issues like it all points to someone who's really young and inexperienced um which his music and his vocal delivery do not point to at all he sounds like a very i guess the word would be like grime grandfather almost i don't know i would like to point out i did a little bit of digging that the raps here, How I Met My Ex and My 19th Birthday, are both over seven minutes long. 
average pop song, Tanner, about how long would you say? Mm, depending on the year, it could be as short as two and a half minutes or as high as like three and a half. Yeah. yeah. So you have your average there, and that's been consistent for decades. These raps are way long comparatively. So you have my 19th birthday, which clocks in at 8 minutes and 58 seconds. And then How I Met My Ex comes in a little bit shorter at 7 minutes and 25 seconds. The only thing that I could think of in recent history that resembles this kind of maybe length is Kanye West's Runaway. And this actually hit the UK official singles chart on November 27th, almost exactly seven years ago, um, 2010. It peaked at number 56 and spent two weeks on the chart. So Runaway is nine minutes and eight seconds long. So yes, longer than both of Dave's raps. But already his two songs are beating Runaway, beating Kanye West, everyone. Yes, a 19-year-old is doing it. <laughs> Um, just that as sounds a like some clickbait headline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would click it probably. Because uh, um, you wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just as a reminder, so I just said that Kanye West was 56 peaked and then kind of went away after two weeks. Here we have my 19th birthday at 55, so just one above, and then How I Met My Ex at 32. And moving on to his other song in the charts which is our highest entry of the week beating taylor swift at sam smith oh my god i'm just like so happy about it um it's no words so dave featuring mo stack i don't want a dead no i don't want a sorted i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to i don't want a dead no I don't want to sort it out I don't want to hear no words I don't want to talk it out I don't want a dead no beef I don't want to sort it out I don't want to hear no words I don't want to talk it out I don't want to talk about the ins and outs But in my bank more money goes in and outs I had to allow the bacon, allow the bait And if I touch you I bet you my house gets raided And with some dumb use that will blaze for custom They won't raise there you but they will raise the something I, I like my car with the roof off I like my girl with the boot on But sometimes I want the dirtiest girls Cause those are the easy ones But too bad they only see me once Cause you one night them wonder why we don't like them all this money i spend because i don't want a dead no beef i don't want to sort it all right so that was no words dave and mostak this is his more conventional pop rap tune again our perfect average of three minutes and 30 seconds um and it goes kind of in between you know verses which mostak sings the first one there that we heard um, and then the hook, verse, hook, verse, hook. And that's what we tend to see on these charts, not a formless, almost freestyle kind of rap that mm. the other two songs are like. Tanner, how do you feel about this song? It reminds me a little bit of last week's uh, My Lover by Notes insofar as on the surface, it doesn't seem like there's a lot going on, but there is something about that hook that keeps me coming back that I find weirdly, again, to use the word hypnotizing. Mm. There is something where when I listen to that, it's like... I just kind of like find myself getting pulled into it more and more, even though I'm not entirely sure why. Yeah. So I'm still kind of making up my mind on it. Lovely. 
Let me know how it goes. I will let you know <laughs> how it goes. I will write oh, you a letter. Lovely. Um, and that kind of brings us to our pick of the week time. And once again, this is one over on the UK side of the tracks. So, Caitlin, would you like to do the honors? This is my 19th birthday by Dave. Yay. I spent my 19th birthday in the hospital with my brother and my mum and I know it sounds dumb but I felt like I lost it all the pain's compulsory, suffering's optional Takeshi's castle, my life's got obstacles I'm still dealing with a whole load of stress I see my older brother so close to the edge and that there put a hole in my chest and then they tell you home's where the heart is but I got a hole where my heart is because I let a hole where my heart is Never again, I had to tell her that we're better as friends I never messaged again, every message I send Ends up in a group chat, cause girls go and tell all their friends That's one of many reasons why I ain't sending DMs Look, I'm gonna keep this cake and I'm gonna eat this cake That's why I'm living three lives, I'm in GTA I'm in Los Angeles, driving a Mercedes And it's funny because honestly I didn't think I'd see LA Surprise birthday party, I didn't see this cake coming I need this money like it's EMA You gotta separate the rats from the cheese If you can't handle cheese, how the hell you gonna be a great? I need a blazing inferno for my enemies Behind my back I know that everybody sends for me And I respond but I don't even have the time I mean asking Avelino couldn't help me find the energy I don't think Okay, so first things first I'm always into a reference to Takeshi's Castle Granted, of course, I saw it like most other people in the US on... on mxc <laughs> but um japanese game shows always a plus no but like you had mentioned earlier about the sparseness of these tracks and i am so into how he is able to make something so minimal mm. work clearly the emphasis is supposed to be on his voice and what he is saying unlike the song you played previously um, there isn't any sort of a hook, of course, and I think it speaks to his ability to rap in a very engaging manner, that he is able to not have a hook, not have much of a beat, and still sustain both of our sometimes finicky attentions for yeah. almost nine minutes. I think that's really remarkable, especially at only 19. Yeah, it's literally breathtaking. Like, I now have made a habit of listening to... Dave when I have to walk places and my attention just the entire time wow I, I, the narratives that he weaves and like the wordplay that is just thrown in so easily is mm -hmm. outstanding and I guess I'm just super happy right now because I feel like this is a symptom of a really successful, just distinct musical culture, which is the UK, right? It has it written all over it, and we're not seeing this kind of thing anywhere in the US. I mean, I just like to see local artists in the charts, and in this case, I don't think Dave will make it over to the U.S. charts, but keep us updated, Tanner. Um, unless J Drake remixes another one of his songs, which he did um, last year, I mm -hmm. believe. Um, one can hope. Yeah. And with that, I think I'm going to take us out. Thank you so much for listening to Chart Chat, your weekly reminder that all of our problems are different. If you'd like to listen to all of this past week's chart debuts, you can find YouTube and Spotify playlists in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at chartchat and on Instagram at 
Chart Chat. Chart Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly and our cover art made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Tanner. And we'll catch you next Monday. I will be inside your house, eating from your fridge, feet up on your couch. To your little brother, butter me a sandwich, spreading evenly amounts. You think I'm playing any games? Why do you think I talk about cars, women in chains, and half of the songs I make? Materialistic aims make me feel a way when I want it. When I got it, it don't ever feel the same. We got different types of problems. I'm getting corporate tax on this cash that I'm making And at the same time I need to vanquish my pagans If you think it's dead you're mistaken I'm hot headed and dangerous And still living in this matrix All I want to do is make my loved ones proud I think I accidentally looked a little bit at the mic when I did that I'm gonna die Um <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>